What is up, you beautiful badasses? Happy Wednesday is Wisdom Wednesday once again here at the Next Level Experience. I hope you are having a phenomenal day. I hope you're having a phenomenal week wherever you are in the world. I hope you're crushing your goals each and every single day, and I hope you're impacting the world in the best way that you can. Today, it is Wisdom Wednesday, and as you guys know, every single Wednesday, we have a special guest join us. It could be a coach, it could be a client, or it could just be somebody that truly has an amazing story, and I want to put it out there in the universe for you guys. But today, we have a fellow coaching friend of mine. His name is Ryan Murphy, and guys, I I will tell you this. I was excited already to become a dad, to become a husband, and start my own family. But after talking to Ryan, man, it has just quadrupled in a way. Just because the passion that he speaks with for his family, the passion he speaks with for his boys and for his wife, man, it truly, truly, truly has me excited to become a dad one day. In today's episode, we're going to going to talk about that passion that he has for being a father, his history with yo-yo dieting, and really what has happened ever since he started making his nutrition more about being the role model that his kids deserved more than anything. So without further ado, I give you guys Ryan Murphy. Stick around to the end of the episode and I will see you guys on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Next Level Experience. It is your host with the most, and I am not talking about the Oreos, even though they are delicious. It is Coach Mike. I have a very special guest with me today. He is a fellow coach. Uh, We are also in the boardroom together. As you guys know, that is Jason Phillips' company, um, who really helps me develop my business and grow it. I have Coach Ryan Murphy with me today. Ryan, welcome to the Next Level. How are you doing, man? Super good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. So where where are you currently hailing out of? I am living in Wisconsin. So just north of Milwaukee, if anybody's familiar with Wisconsin, small town. It's starting to get warm here, so it like peaked into 60 degrees today. Super exciting. Nice, <laughs> nice. yeah, I know. So uh, Delaware, we, we just hit that like last Friday. Like last Friday, it was in the 70s, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing because – like the last two weeks, it has done nothing but rain in Delaware. Same. Done nothing Same. but rain. So, so like I have to ask, since you're in Minnesota, are you a Vikings fan? No, Wisconsin. I do not like the Vikings at all. All Green Bay Packers. Wait, so so correct me if I'm wrong, but is Minnesota in Wisconsin? No, no. Wisconsin. Oh shit! See, I don't <laughs> know my geography. <laughs> no, oh, Wisconsin fuck. is just to the east of Minnesota. Okay, yeah. so so it's close though. It is. I do not like the Vikings, though. I'm, I'm a Packers fan. Dude, for the life of me, I forgot that Minnesota was a fucking state for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I said Milwaukee. Yeah, maybe I just, my voice, you know, didn't I coming through. I'm just north of Milwaukee. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. So are you a Bucks fan then? Huge Bucks fan. Huge so they're Bucks already fan. out of the playoffs. So I'm already disengaged with the NBA. Well, well, I mean, you guys got to celebrate last year. We got to celebrate big for the, that was the first time, obviously in my life that they were actually good. Yeah. So it, I, uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like I was a bandwagon fan for a second. Um, I was a Bucks fan from birth yeah. till eighth grade. And then in eighth grade, they had Ray Allen, they had Sam Castell, Tim Thomas, and they shit the bed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done with this nonsense. <laughs> I was a Memphis Grizzlies fan for like four years during college. And then when Giannis got drafted, my friend's like, dude, you got to start getting back on the Bucks train. So I've been a Bucks fan since 2015-ish. And now it's cool seeing them in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. It was a Milwaukee and Wisconsin in general. Just we're okay at 
everything, but never mm-hmm. great at anything except for like the Packers, few like Super Bowls, now the one box championship. The Brewers are you know hit or miss, but they're they're mm-hmm. trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But well, well, I mean, the University of Wisconsin always has a competitive football team, don't, don't they? Competitive enough to lose in the big games, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, I mean, at least they're competitive, dude. I mean, there's that. I mean, they oh, they, they always develop some guys. Dude, I always have this conversation. So I got to ask you then, what would you rather do? So if you're, well, who's your NFL team? Uh, don't laugh. I'm a Broncos fan. Okay, perfect. No, that's a good example. So the way I always look at it is like, would you rather see like the Broncos be at the bottom of the conference for eight years out of 10, but then for two years out of 10, they're in the Super Bowl, they're winning a Super Bowl. They're like on top of the world, right? That that Denver is actually a perfect example. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so, but for the Packers I don't like this so like we've been in NFC championships like almost every year we won one all the time like we had Brett Favre for a de- like a decade and we had Aaron Rodgers forever we have two Super Bowls in my lifetime and then a bunch of really good years but never that good enough to like make it to the the final game mm-hmm. so there's just we're we're good like all the time we're never great and it drives me nuts I would rather like shit the bed for five years, be okay for two, and then win it for one every yeah. decade on repeat. But yeah. beggars can't be choosers, you know. I mean, I mean, I guess that is one way to look at it. Not, not everybody could be the uh, Tom Brady Patriots, right? Right, where you just go back and win. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, this is quickly turned into a sports podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it. Me, me uh, being a football coach, I don't mind it. Uh, but, but, dude, I want to talk about you. So yeah. you've been coaching professionally since 2011, personal trainer, tra- training director, and now you are the owner of M2 Coaching. Um, yep. That is your online coaching business, correct? That is my online coaching business. Yeah. So I did not know at all what I wanted to do when I grew up, like that whole thing. Yeah. But I want to help people. <laughs> well, what the fuck does that mean? Sorry, I didn't mean to cuss if I can't cuss. Yeah, no, you're uh, good, man. All right, cool. So you know, like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was really good at following the trends of my friends. Like I was never a leader. I was never one to like step out. I always tell people like I was, I was good at everything. I wasn't great at anything. I mm-hmm. never, like, I wouldn't really lead anybody. Um, but I'll follow you almost anywhere if I, I believe in you kind of thing. So I guess that kind of just was my personality growing up. And then that really bled into my whole decision-making and my whole career choice. So Went to school, went to Oshkosh, got a degree in kinesiology. Um, I initially went to be an athletic trainer, and then I realized they work a lot on the weekends, and they don't have the best schedule, and they don't make, like, crazy amounts of money. Oh, they don't. So I was like, all right, I don't really want to do this anymore. Um, I want to be a physical therapist. And, like, you know, I get to go in, I get to help people, I get to fix people. It still has to do with, like, health and fitness. Mm -hmm. I like that. And then I started shadowing physical therapists and I'm like, how come everybody coming in to see you is like so sad? I'm like, well, it makes sense. They're all hurt. They're like not like if it, even if it's athletes, they're going in there and they're like they're missing out on their season. They got their torn ACLs or torn MCLs, whatever it could be. And you're just rehabbing them. They're in pain. They don't like where they're at right now. So I'm like, all right, cool. I don't want to be a physical therapist because I don't want to see just miserable people all day, every day. But I think that would just drain on me because I'm like, I'm like I said, like I follow people and like based off like energy and whatnot. Yeah. And then I got personal training. I'm like, I love personal training. Like, cause you come in, I'm the best part of your day every day. I'm fired up. I'm seeing progress. Like I love like seeing people that, you know, have pain 
bending over to tie their shoes and then all of a sudden they're deadlifting, you know, their body weight. And there happen to be middle-aged moms. Like everybody in my community, if you had kids and you trained from like nine to like noon, I was your guy. Um, so I got really busy with moms mostly. I think it's because they thought like, oh, you kind of remind me of my son. So I was like 35 to 55 moms. And like, I just got them as strong as possible and moving as good as possible. And, you know, I love seeing their transformation because when, and you know, that's where I focus on in M2 coaching is parents, because, you know, I am a parent right now. I got two boys, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So super excited about them. Uh, but I've always connected with like parents because right. I always thought like, all right, cool. I can't necessarily influence every kid because I love the athletic training. I love talking to like, you know, athletes and whatnot, but you know, I noticed that like they came in with their confidence level and it was based off of their parents. Like if you have a super confident kid that comes onto the track and he just starts tearing it up, like chances are that dad is out there, you know, hanging out with them, playing with them, like doing a lot of cool things. And then I noticed that like, there's a lot of parents that just don't do that. Like they're not confident in themselves. And then that just goes into their kids. So my big thing, my, my big why, why I got into coaching parents was, well, if I can influence parents, I can do work on one parent. <laughs> that's going to hopefully infect their their significant other because there's like there's stats that are correlated with if one significant other gains weight it's like an 80 percent likelihood that there's other significant other gains weight too mm -hmm. and vice versa but it's not as good so like if one significant other loses weight it's like a 40 percent uh chance that the other person is going to lose weight but what i did notice is like when i train like a mom and she gets confidence and she's got daughters well that's raised that's affecting like two to three more confident women Absolutely. and i got one dad who's got boys and he's like, all right, you, you got confidence here and I'm raising more kids with confidence. That's like a game changer. Cause I would also be the strength conditioning coach at the local high school. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, there's some kids that just, they're just, they're soft, they're quiet, they're timid. They have no confidence in themselves. It reflects in their, in their, how they show up in the weight room. It reflects how they show up with their friends. And yeah. I'm like, man, this is like, it, this is kind of sad. This is not what high school was like when I was in school. Like granted, you know, like I was that timid guy, but I'd still show up. I had confidence that I could, you know, still perform on the field or, yeah. you know, on the wrestling mat or whatever it was on the track and field. Um, so, but now it's like, I feel like my personality in today's generation is like kind of set up to be really like missed. And like, so that kind of scared me. So full circle had an opportunity. So I went to, I was a training director for a while. I love training people. I hate it managing people mm -hmm. and then during 2020 i was the worst manager in the world every decision i made was wrong um you know wear a mask don't wear a mask i'm pissing off 50 percent of the people but then like everybody's mad at me because somebody and i just i couldn't do it i had yeah. trainers that didn't want to you know work anymore based off of their own preferences so like it didn't really i didn't understand that personality so you know i'm coming from a place like hey you work you make money like that's how it is like my my dad's like hey show up for work you get a paycheck at the end of the week and like, it blows my mind if you like, hey, you don't work, you still get a paycheck. I'm like, cool, I guess I'll just work for everybody. And I'm, I'm okay with that for now. Like, let's just figure it out. Yeah. Until like one day I wasn't. And then I got an opportunity to um, train at a, a growing gym in the local area. And then I didn't agree with him 100% on how things were handled in business and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I heard this podcast with Jason Phillips talking, right? And it's like, man, this guy is different. I don't know what about it. But, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was on a, a webinar with him that night, and then I'm actually talking to him, and 
yeah, then I made a decision. I'm like, all right, I, I can't make anybody else happy in the world, but if I can make myself happy and I can serve a select few people, cool. I can like, I can put my head on the pillow at the end of the night and I'm good. Like I can, you know, fun, like provide for my family. Yeah. I can do the whole dad thing. I can actually be more present because the reason that I was so dissatisfied with my job was I was on the floor training from like 6 a.m. till about noon. And then I'd go home from noon, get my babysitter a break um, from noon till two. And then I'd go back to work three to eight. Mm-hmm. And so the only time that I was spending with my kid was on the weekends, which I worked Saturdays too. And then some Sundays during the day for like three hour stretches. Yeah. So like I was there, I was present, but I was, I missed like nine months of my kid's like first year of his life. Man. And I'm like, man, this is like crushing me. Like I'm getting, you know, five hours on the weekend in between his naps. And what's it going to be like when I have two boys? Like, mm-hmm. so I actually, I was making less money than I've ever made in my life. I had a one and a half year old and I had a baby on the way, or my wife had a baby on the way. We had a baby on the way, uh, Lincoln miles born February, uh, later that year. So this is in November and my boss said something to me and it was at the wrong time at the wrong moment with the wrong, like string of clients. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I'll help you guys get to whatever point you need to. Like, I'm not leaving you guys, but I'm out of here. I need to do something for me. I'm missing out on my kid's life. I have no hope that I'm going to be, you know, where I want to be in five years or 10 years or a decade. And, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to miss my kid's life. So like, you know, I always get kind of emotional about it. I always get the chills because part of me is always like, I don't even want to say this publicly because I think it's going to make me look, you know, a certain way. Um, And I was like, well, what if so-and-so hears this podcast? And that always kind of held me back. But at the same time, the only thing that I did different than 99% of people is I did made a decision. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what I like to talk about is this the yeah. power of making one decision that could radically transform your life. And so I back against the wall, making less money than ever, kid on the way, didn't really have another option. It was either this or medical device sales. And then I looked into that and I actually got hired for a position, but I'd have to be on the road more. I was probably going to miss more of my kid's life financially we'd be fine but like all right well my north star is being like a husband and a father like so as long as everything aligns with being like the best version of myself as a husband or father i gotta do it and then that's the only reason that i decided to start my own coaching business Mm -hmm. rather than do the medical device sales i love that so uh, a few things that i want to want to touch on uh with all that dude like first and foremost like kudos to you for standing up for yourself for standing up for your core values in life, uh, which is being a father and a husband, not only just being a father and a husband, but being a present one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to you for, you know, standing up for that because a lot of people, they just see a paycheck and a lot of people, they'll just go, Oh, this is secure. This is comfortable. You know, this is guaranteed money. Yeah. And they'll just live the rest of their life miserable. And you decided not to do that. Um, but, but secondly, uh, I want to touch on the, the confidence thing. That, that you were talking about because me still currently being a high school football coach, we see it all the time. There's always kids that are very timid, very shy, very just quiet in the corner. And sometimes that's their personalities and, and they ball out on Friday nights. But oftentimes we see whenever it doesn't correlate over to the playing field. And then I meet their dad or meet their mom and their mom and dad are the same way. And it's just really interesting to see 
how that dynamic works. It's just really interesting to see, hey, if dad is confident and in shape and looks like he played ball back in the day and was the guy on campus, ironically, ironically enough, his son is the guy yeah. on campus and his his son fits the bill. Um, but dude, like I, I, tr- I truly believe that whenever we can impact the parents' confidence, it trickles down to the children. And uh, that's that's one thing with my coaching company that, that we talk about a lot is really just being there, like just being present, being confident, like showing your children, showing your family, showing your spouse like, hey, this is what confidence is. This is what true health is. This is you know how your life can be different, because it's it's no mistake that whenever we start surrounding ourselves with confident people, we end up becoming more confident. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, dude. And like, I, I think about my wife and I, like, uh, if if anybody was to ask, Catherine is the more outspoken, more extroverted, while I'm the more introverted. But people will definitely say that I am the most confident out of us, too. Ever since I've met Catherine, her confidence has bloomed. I mean, bloomed to the point where mm-hmm. now she's comfortable wearing a, like a sports bra in the gym, where before... Um, I'll, she would wear like the baggy like tank tops and like the baggy hoodie. Like now she's rocking a sports bra to like her workout this morning. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like four years ago, she wouldn't have dared to do that. So For like sure. I, I completely love the the confidence aspect that, that you brought up because I, I believe it plays such a important role, not only within life, but within our internal relationships as well. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's funny too, is that I say that's like my personality, mm-hmm. but I do think like people just love labels. Mm-hmm. They like, you know, I, oh my gosh, like you just want to be put within a group. Yep. Like I, I always consider myself like an introvert, but like, why am I an introvert? Because there's times where I get like drained from being around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like I'm sure everybody gets that point at some point, Yeah. but like, I want to label as being like this introvert versus an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like what I'm, another thing too, when it comes to like me, is like, you never really fully arrive the way I kind of see it. Like you're always working at it and you're always like chipping it away and your former self is constantly like nagging you. Yep. So one of the things, you know, is the whole be better. So I have that on my whiteboard right behind me. And to me, all that means I got to be better than I was. Well, turns out like I used to just work as much as humanly possible. It's like the more I work, the more I make, the more I make, the more I can provide. Cool. Well, that makes sense. Right. Well, now it's like, all right, so be better to me is like not necessarily outworking it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's actually being more present with my kids. So yes. it's hard to like, you know, it's seven o'clock at night, they're home from day or daycare or whatever, and I'm going up to dinner and then I look up, I'm like, oh, be better. Like, oh shit, like old me would stay down here for like another 30, 45 minutes grinding, sending more messages, doing more things. Mm-hmm. I gotta go upstairs. I gotta go be present. I gotta be yes. better than I was. And it, it's like it's always it's killing that previous version of yourself. You know, we listen to Rob Bailey talking his Instagram handle is kill Rob Bailey. Mm-hmm. And you know, he literally is talking about killing that worst version of yourself or that previous version of yourself. So like, for instance, my confidence level in high school was low. I found the gym and I went up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was just because like it, it and the way it showed up is like, ironically, just talking to girls. Like I just had confidence talking to girls. So I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like worst case, I'm going to be, you know, I don't have a date right now. I talked to this person. Worst case, I'm going to be right back to where I am today. Best case, I got a new date, right? Like, cool, I'm fired up now. All right, then, like, that confidence kind of went up to 
you know, school and kinesiology because I understood it. Like I was unconfident going into the program and I built confidence by practicing over and over and over and like memorizing my shit and passing my test. And then as a trainer, I was zero confidence because I didn't get anybody results yet. Well, I got one person to buy themselves. They got really strong. And then that my confidence in that area grew. So I think what a lot of people see is like when they look at like a confident individual, they're like, oh, cool. Like must be nice to just be able to show up and be confident in your own skin all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, their confidence because they they had wins. Like you're just, your most recent memories are of you winning. So yep. instead of like being all hard on yourself and coming from like a negative perspective, 90% of the time, which I do still today, I got to kill off that version every day. And I got to show up like, all right, cool. I got to be more confident. So, you know, we just got back from coaching kind of a month ago. Mm-hmm. And my first coaching got, so I was an in-person trainer. I had zero following online and I still don't have a big following online at all, but you know, I went into coaching con of 2022 and I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of like this little chubby trainer from, you know, Wisconsin. And I like, you're sitting next to people that are like Instagram models. It mm-hmm. looked like everybody's fucking good looking there. I'm like, I'm this ugly motherfucker sitting over here. taking oh, notes. Man. You you far, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I'm in my own head too, but then like, all right, con, coaching con 2023, I'm showing up. And then I, you know, I got on stage and got that award or whatever. Yeah. And man, I've never felt more confident in a room because like, oh, maybe I do belong here. Right. And at the same time, like now, instead of just showing up and being like kind of confident, like, well, from Thursday when it started to like Sunday when I left, my confidence grew in that, like that surrounding. Right. So like, all you got to do is practice being there and having those conversations or like putting yourself out there, you know, just be okay being uncomfortable. So like, I still look at the same way as confidence. Like, hey, I want to ask this girl out to, you know, on a date or whatever. Mm -hmm. Worst case I'm going to be right back where I am today. Best case I can grow or worst case, you know, you, I don't know. I don't know what the worst case would be from having these conversations with people, but like, I'm still intimidated. I'm still like underwhelming when it comes to, you know, my social media or whatever these other metrics that, you know, people quantify their confidence level at, but whatever you want to have a conversation about it. You want to talk, you can meet some really cool people. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. And, uh, like confidence, it's just, it's a really funny thing because I I was kind of in that same boat with you at coaching con kind of, kind of just like, yeah, like I'm here, whatever, like not a lot of people know me, like speaking of last year, not, not this year. Um, I was just like, cool, I'm here to learn. I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm not going to really associate with a lot of people. I'm not really going to talk, just going to get the information that I need and leave. Fast forward mm-hmm. to this year, like I'm up on fucking stage, like getting awards and like WrestleMania tickets. I got fucking yeah. Rob. I got fucking Rob Bailey saying, dude, that's fucking dope. You're going to WrestleMania. And like just knowing like somebody like Rob, like noticed me, like you talking about confidence. I was like, shit, this motherfucker is somebody who I've looked up to since high school. Like noticed me just even if it was for, for like five minutes, like yeah. he noticed me. And like that just makes your confidence go up. and. It's it's funny to see how such small things can just be a boost of confidence for people, because sometimes like that boost of confidence, it comes from just being able to walk up a flight of stairs without having any knee pain or running out of breath. Like people develop confidence from that shit. So I feel like oftentimes mm-hmm. and I bring my own story up with this all the time. I, I always tell people you don't have to have to survive a traumatic event like suicide or addiction or anything like that to get to where you want to be in life. Sometimes it's just simply a matter of waking up and saying, hey, today's the fucking day that I take action. 
like yeah. like for real and that that kind of like leads us into what i really want us to talk about the most and that's really just like going all in not being only halfway in because you, you know we were talking before we we went live and you were sharing with me some marketing stuff that you've been doing and doing pretty much just calling people out which if anybody knows me personally you, you know i love that shit because like i that's my bread and butter it's just i'm very direct with people um so if you, if you don't mind me asking like what, what is your whole philosophy behind this half oh, half in mentality that people have yeah so i like before i even get into that um when it like touched on the confidence and you know how i got to where i am today is when I was in high school, I was actually in my senior year uh, track and field. So I was a pole vaulter. Pole vaulters are lazy. I'm not going to lie. Like that was the, like what we did. We kind of laid on the mat while everybody else was sprinting. Um, but like I wanted to try uh, shot put and I was a little bit smaller. I was like like 185 my senior year. Um, but I was like, I think I could throw this fucking thing further than everybody else that was on this JV meet right now. So I went up, I picked it up. And then the coach said, hey, it's like if you, if you throw that shot put, you're off the team. You're, you're done. He literally took the opportunity away from me. And then this is when I had a little bit of confidence, mm-hmm. you know, senior year. I had been working out for four years. I'm kind of strong. I think I can do it pretty good. And I go like, well, what if I just throw it further than your best guy right now? Then can, you, can I maybe like compete? Like I want to have an opportunity. I want to like go. Right. And he's like, if you, like, if you don't drop that shot put right now, you're off the team. You're done. You're not competing as a pole vaulter. You're not competing as like a, you know, my high school, you're not going to compete for this high school ever again. Cause I wasn't playing baseball that year. I, you know, was going in the workforce. So I was like, this is my last opportunity to do it. So I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm, I put it down. I walked away. And what the reason I got into coaching is because I never want to be like that guy to take away an opportunity from a kid. Yeah. Cause that like, that crushed me for a while. And that like was a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, man, fuck this guy. But at the same time, it's like, this is how I feel. And I have like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, comfortable with me. What if it was someone else? What if that was like a chain of events that like led to how they decide to do everything the rest of their life? So I love working with high school kids. I'm like, hey, I want to build up everybody. I want to get in your face. I want to have some so much fun, like transform, like, oh my gosh, like literally two months ago, you couldn't pick this weight up and now you're throwing it over your head. That's amazing. You're a new human. Yeah. And like trying to spark these kids so like they can kind of start building those W's, those wins. Um, so that I think is, you know, really plays into, you know, how I coach. It's like, I never want to be the reason that you're not successful. I want to give you every possible tool that I know to get you to where you ultimately want to be. Um, but going into, you know, calling people out living half in, I, that almost led me to like a decade of living half in. Cause I was like, well, who's going to call me out for this shit now? Is it going to be like my boss going to call me out? Who's... So I was like, I was in fear that I wasn't doing like enough. So I'd always do, do as much as I could, but I never like, I never went all in on one program so I, like i said i kind of got really good at everything i never really got one good like great at anything mm-hmm. you know like living half in half out when it came to like my diet my nutrition um every diet that i tried for a decade was because one of my clients tried it or wanted to try it or one that was like asked me about it. i'm like oh cool i'll go try it like i'm a guinea pig i'll figure it out and i would go all in on that for like a second but never really you know like i did keto but i kind of like still had ice cream so like i didn't really do keto <laughs> you know like um but like you know i'd be able to do it for like i don't know two three weeks of anything and then i was like oh it's unrealistic like if you want to live this way like i feel you're going to miss out on everything that you enjoy not for me right so but what i ended up doing is like i was half in for myself so i could get as like you know beneficial as possible from working out nutrition business side you know working for someone working for like a mentor whatever um but i was kind of like well it's not really serving me anymore and it sounds selfish 
but really like I, I maxed out my growth in my first job after for five years mm-hmm. and I just stayed in it for another five. And then I learned from that for my next job. I was like, all right, well, I maxed out my potential already within the first six months. He's literally telling me there's no room for growth unless like X, Y, Z happens and X, Y, Z is not going to happen without, you know, taking these steps. So I like knew that I'm like, all right, cool. I'm out. Like, unfortunately, and I, I feel like maybe it's me. Like I, I must be like the shittiest employee. Like I see myself as a unicorn over here because I'm, I'm here working like 40 to like 60 hours a week. I'm like, I'm servicing more people. I'm like being more in like whatever I'm trying to grow for them, but that's not what they wanted. They wanted just me to show up, do my job, not grow, not do anything. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, unfortunately I can't be that guy anymore. I got to go all in on something. Dude. And so that's all in on myself. Dude, it's sad because there's so many people like that these days. Like there's so many employers out there that they want you to do so much. But then whenever you try to inspire to get to that next level or do what you need to do to get to that next level, they go, oh, well, why would you want to do that? You've been doing such a great job in the position that you're in now. But yet you're like working your hands through the bone for like a little pay. So Mm -hmm. like, dude, like that, that happens so much these days. Yeah. So unfortunately, like exactly kind of what you're saying, like there is a value that I'm providing. I don't think that I'm getting, you know, compensated for it. Call me an asshole, but like, all right, like let's part ways. Let's it's just, let's just separate. Like don't, no harm feelings. Like you obviously have your agenda and I have mine and they don't line up anymore. Like, and I don't want to sound like an asshole again, but you got me to this point. Super grateful. I learned a lot from you. Unfortunately, like, I don't think I'm going to learn anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like, I need to go, I got to step into the next room. I just happened to step into the wrong room for a, a little over a year and then had to go like, but that again, like I always talk to my wife and it really, it irks me because I'm like, man, if I would have just made this decision in 2016, who knows where we'll be. And like, what's the point of living in the what ifs realm? Right. right? Like, you know, it'd be cool. Like if I would have done this, like if I would have met Jason in 2016, like I would have been, you know, up on that stage in that other group, you know, that we're, mm-hmm. we aspire to get to, but I didn't. So like I said to you earlier, like the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Well, that second best time is today, mm-hmm. right? So if you're not willing to like put in the work and like make that decision, like today's the day. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, the what if factor, like well, what if it doesn't work out? Cool, learn from it, move on. Like what if, like, what if you fail? And like, I don't even see that being an option. Why are we talking about it? Let's move on. Sure. Right? Like, and that's a fun conversation to have with all my, the people that knew me, you know, in my previous self. Like that old Ryan Murphy, I'm constantly killing. It's like, I go to bachelor parties. I go, I hang out with my friends from my high school still. And I get like mocked. They're like, dude, how do you even have a job? You get people to eat right and exercise. And I'm like, yeah. And he's, I was like, well, if it was, if it wasn't needed, then why is like 70% of the population overweight? Right. Right? Like if it was so simple to do, how come you're over here? Like not in the best version of yourself, you know, like to be honest and like, you know, so now I'm no longer invited to those gatherings because <laughs> you can only be called out so many times. No, but you know, it's it's like, all right, cool. Like, hey, you know, our friendship, same thing. You serve it served your purpose in high school, it served its purpose in college, yeah. had best times with some the best people in the world. Unfortunately, like our like our lives are just branching off. No hard feelings. I love you guys more than anything. Mm-hmm. But you don't get what I'm trying to do for myself, for my family, for me, for my business, for the people that I work with. totally cool go like i'll still get it with a beer with you whenever like if you guys want to hang out go golfing whatever that's awesome but we're going to keep it pretty superficial because i don't think you know what you value and what i value is 
for changing. No big deal. And people take like offense to that. Like you're cutting people off. I'm like, no, I'm not cutting you off. I'll, I'll never cut off anybody. If you want to like connect, I'll connect with literally anybody. Right. But is, is it, is it going to get me to where I want to be? Well, I made that decision. Like, no, it's not. So for me to dedicate a significant amount of time to a relationship that isn't going to put me into the next bracket or the next category, the next life mm-hmm. that I'm going to live with my kids, mm-hmm. man, that goes back to my North star. Are you making me better and going towards it with my kids and my wife to be the best husband and present father? No. Awesome. So it's a super simple decision. Are you cool with it? If you're not like, I'm sorry, if you are, thanks for your encouragement to go, you know, step away. Dude, that, that is something that I truly think a lot of people struggle with. They, they think just because you grew up with somebody, you have to be dedicated to them for the rest of your life. And I, I know a lot of people still to current day, like they think that way. They have aspirations of trying to be more than what they are. They have aspirations of trying to become a higher version of themselves, but yet the people around them are just okay with living the same life year after year after year. Um, there's a, there's a, something that Alex Ramosi once said that um, people that the people around him growing up lived like the same life every six years or something like that. And I truly think about that a lot because I never want to live the same life year after year after year. Like I don't want 2023 to be like 2022. I don't want 2024 to be like 2023. Like I I want this year to be its own unique year. Like where I am this year's version of Michael, like last year I was the 22, like the 2022 version of Michael next year. I'm going to be the 2024 version of Michael that while it's still Michael, it's another version. It's Mm -hmm. a version of Michael who knows his strengths more, who knows his weaknesses more, who has gotten rid of some weaknesses, who has who has discovered some strengths, et cetera. And I just, I truly believe people, they get comfortable with how their life has just been and they don't see where their life can go. Oh, you're hitting like the nail on the head. I feel like I've had like that conversation because like, you know, the, like I said, the the bachelor parties that I went to and like they really didn't get what I was trying to do. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of like, so what else are you going to do? Like, what was your what's your like backup plan? Because like old Ryan was safe, like he had options like old Ryan, like like was comfortable. Right? And, you know, you got used to hanging, seeing him that he'd, he'd go train his do his job. And then Friday night bar scene for sure. Getting hammered, taking shots, you know, Saturday morning training again. Saturday afternoon, probably back to like a different bar with like different people, like having a blast. Sunday fun days, like crazy. Yeah, cool. When you're 20, 24, 25, that's yeah. fun. And yeah. then, well, shit, like I want to get married. I want to have fun with that next thing. And then that was just, I did it before some other people. No big deal. But like, I'm in a new phase. So like, yeah, my wife was with me getting hammered during those times. But at the same time, like we grew because like we want to have kids. And you can't be hungover and have kids. Like, it's just the worst. So life lesson, you know, you, you make it once. But like, same thing. It's like, all right, cool. Now, you know, I went to like the, the Milwaukee Public Museum the other weekend and had a fucking blast yeah. with like seeing the excitement on my three-year-old's face, like looking at these T-Rexes and stuff like that, like different phase of my life. And I love it. I wouldn't trade anything. So like, you're talking about, you know, the different versions of yourself. I see that every day. And like, mm-hmm. Like, especially when you do have kids and you see those different transitions from like, you know, talking to walking to like, you know, he's in the backyard hitting golf balls with me now and he's smoking it. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like you get new levels of excitement for the most basic shit in the world. Right. Um, but like, and if people think that sounds silly, like, cool, like 
me and you are just aren't on the same spot yet in our what? life, which is totally fine. But I also like having conversations with people that aren't there and see like, hey, what excites you right now? Like, that's one of my favorite questions to ask someone after, you know, you get to know them. Like, mm-hmm. so what are you excited about right now? And then you can really have some conversations with some cool people. Yeah, dude, for sure. I'm, I'm going to steal that. That's actually a great conversation starter. Like, yeah. hey, what's going on? Dude, what's going on in life that's got you so excited right now? Like, yeah. I love that. I, I truly love that. And, dude, like, that, that's awesome that, that your oldest is, like, now in the backyard smoking golf balls with you and, and all that shit. But, dude, like, I, I have to ask, like, those small moments like that, doesn't that make you want to be around longer? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, like, that's another thing, too. Um, old Ryan would work out for two hours a day. Mm. New Ryan's like, shit, I got to get done so I can go hang out with my kids. Right. So like my, my, my physique is going to be different. I'm, I'm okay with that. And then I just make the adjustments with my nutrition to make sure everything stays balanced. Right. And I'm always progressing forward. So I'm never embarrassed for rocking a swimsuit, but that's in a whole nother story. But it's, yeah, like my, my whole mentality towards myself and like the things that I'm doing for myself has shifted because those are the things that fire me up right now. So it's also very cool. And, you know, that's one thing that I struggle is, you know, being present hundred percent of the time. Cause I'm always an urgency guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you send me a message. I'm going to get back to you as soon as I can, um, which is really hard because I send a lot of messages during the day and then people respond when they have time at like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. And I'm like seven o'clock. I mean, like I'm it's dinner time, eight o'clock. I'm ki- putting my kids down like nine o'clock, having a conversation with my wife. So I'm going to get back to you at like 9.30. Is that cool? And, you know, I, I kind of struggle with it too. Cause like, I'll be caught like sending messages or, you know, responding to someone. And my wife's like, do you really need to send that now? And I'm like, shoot, like, probably not. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like, I think so. I think I do, but probably not because, yeah. you know, my old job, I wasn't even in the house. So I'm thinking like, well, at least I'm in the house now. And I think that's an asshole like way to look at it. Like, no, if I'm going to be present, I got to be present. And, you know, having those hard boundaries in my life, I think is one thing that again, like the old version of myself too, you know, I, I didn't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. If you want to train at four in the morning, yeah, let's go. If you want to train at eight o'clock at night, cool, let's go. Like I'm single, like I can do anything. Yeah. Um, and then I brought a, you know, a relationship, got in a relationship that was more serious. Like, oh, you like spending time with me. And the only time we spend it is when we're drunk in the weekends. Um, not going to last forever. Right. So I made some shifts and I think that's kind of like another thing is, so my old job, wasn't even present in the house mm-hmm. now i'm physically present now 2023 ryan is being mentally present and like just engaged all the time so mm-hmm. you know i need that reminder often but at the same time is like man this is really cool so whatever you want to do i gotta say yes to to my kids so no, and then that's a really easy decision too is like am I, so my oldest name, his name is wells so I'll just ask him like, Hey buddy, like, what do you want to do? You want to go outside? You want to go to the basement? You want to go outside? Like, you want to play baseball, golf, basketball, like let's do something. And if he wants to watch a show, like, cool. I'm your, I'm Peppa Pig's biggest fan or Bluey or whatever, like <laughs> kid, you know, thing. I just want to be like present and close. So Love that. weird. Dude, uh, so it's, it's really funny that you like the current season of life you're in is really just being more mentally present. And yeah. I, I remember <clears throat> last year whenever business really blew up for me and like things were like record month after record month after record month, like thing like shit was going good. And I found myself like newly engaged business blasting off. 
but my fiance came to me and she was like, I feel like you're always on your phone. I feel like you're never paying me any attention. I feel like I'm talking to myself sometimes. Yeah, that's great. The business is doing well. And like, we are living a better life, but I need my partner. Like, like I need my fiance present. And I lost my mom back in March. And it's all good. Um, I lost my mom back in March. And that really opened my eyes because at the beginning of this year, I was like, okay, like I'm going to make a more conscious effort of that, of being more mentally sound because it's our wedding year. Like, I want like our first year of marriage should go great and et cetera. But like, I lost my mom in March and I was like, shit. Like I really need to appreciate every moment I have because I lo- like I lost my mom unexpectedly, and uh, like that that really opened my eyes. I was like, shit, I really really need to make every single little moment count. If it's just like if it's us going out on a date night and me putting my phone away and not responding to an email or to a DM, or if it's like she's trying to tell me about her day at work and you know I'm working on an email like push the computer to to a side for five minutes and let her rant, let her vent, let her yeah. get that steam off of her chest, if you will. So like, it, it kind of sounds like we're, we're, we're in the same season of life, which, uh, which is pretty cool. One thing to help that out is a super simple exercise. Um, and I can't remember where I heard this from. I think it was maybe Jesse. It's I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's like, so for me, my parents live in Fort Myers, Florida. I live in Wisconsin. Well, I see them maybe four times a year. So they come up here, visit a couple of times. I go down there a couple of times as much as I possibly can. Um, but the way I kind of branched out, I was like, all right, just based off statistics. So I'm sorry that you, you know, you lost your mom unexpectedly. And then, you know, I couldn't imagine what that'd be like. But the way I look at it, I was like, all right, the average female lives to 86 or whatever it is. And the average male is to 84. Right. Well, my parents are in their 60s. So that's, you know, less than 20 years. Let's just say it for sample math. I got 20 more years of experiences that I can get with them. I got four experience per year. Mm-hmm. That's only 80 more experiences that I have with my parents. Wow. And like, I always get the chills thinking about that. I'm like, Oh, I've never thought about that ever. So if like, if I have a, if I'm going golf with my dad, this might be fuck the last 10th, got 10 more rounds with them left in my life. I don't know. Like there's nothing promised. This could be the last fucking round in my golf of my life. And I got the chills thinking about it. Cause it's like, it really scares me because like, I have so many questions I got to ask them. So like we'll go golfing and I'll, I'll ask them like really deep questions and it's not just superficial anymore. And it's like, I need to know, like, you know, what if this is the last round? What if this like the last advice you ever give to me about my kids, about me parenting, right. you know, that scares the shit out of me. So you could have the same thing with, you know, your wife, every time you're present, like just to think about like, yeah, we live together. We're day in and day out. But what if we only have 200 more dates left in our life? Right. This is like, I want this to be a top 10 date every day, yeah. you know, and then, um, you're never going to remember that text that you sent, but you're for sure going to remember that, like that moment that was like, awesome. You know, your that dinner that you guys had that you shared whatever experience or, you know, you're going to remember that kind of stuff. So I think that's some, some really powerful shit. Just put it into perspective. So like, you know, hope, I, like, I hope my parents live forever and I hope I have like way more rounds of golf with my dad. And I, I, I hope all these things, but like, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian guy. So like, I know there's nothing guaranteed. And so for like me and my kids, like, yeah, there's times when we watch bluey or like TV, but like, I want to, you know, I want to get into, I, and granted, like I'm ahead of the game, but like, you know, he's three. I'm like, I want you to be the most confident motherfucker on every court field, you know, situation in your life. Cause that's where I struggled. Like, I don't want you to have to go through these things. So I know 
let's spend five minutes playing soccer. Let's spend five minutes doing this. Like just five minutes every day of swinging a bat, of running around, like jumping on a shit, balancing and stuff, jumping off a shit. Like, let's go have some fun. Um, and then, so like when you show up day one of like U8 soccer or whatever, you're a baller and you know what it feels like to be amazing from day one. You don't have to like go through those growing pains. So like mm-hmm. of me where I like, I was okay at everything, not great at anything. And I think that's a shitty life like way to like slogan to live off of yeah whole jack of all trades thing like yeah better than being like a master of one whatever but at the same time man i know i still don't know what it's like to be like the most confident person in a room no matter what room i'm in right i I don't know what that feels like and maybe i never will because i I finally want to just get into more rooms i want to just open doors and i want to open doors for like my kids like you know that's another reason that drives me day in and day out so i look up i see be better well, shit, that, that means my kids having more, like having more opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes back to decision-making and, you know, again, full circle, is it's really easy to make these decisions for yourself because my why is so clear. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my goal of where I want to end my life and the experiences that I want to have, mm-hmm. it's not like in my head. I have it written down somewhere and I see that shit every day. So for, you know, if we're making a decision like, hey, you know, business-wise, are you willing to invest ten thousand dollars that's going to do this to your business this is your return on investment well if that gets me to my north star quicker fuck yeah if it's taking away like for instance like this podcast like well i got an opportunity to like hang out with a guy that you know we've actually never met really in person Mm -hmm. honestly you were a little intimidating because you're a big motherfucker all right I, i think so dude everybody says that i'm like i don't feel big well I text Let me just reassure you, you're a big guy. Because I texted my wife like while we were at Coachicon and I like I was like, yeah, like I had somebody who like follows me on Instagram and like we finally met in person. They're like, dude, you're so fucking big. And I'm like, not really though. Like I don't feel that big. And like every yeah. time I see Jason, Jason tells me I'm a bit like I'm a big motherfucker. And I'm like, I don't see it. Like I just don't. <laughs> oh, dude, you need to get some new mirrors or something like that. <laughs> no, but like, but like seriously, so like when I was gonna come on this podcast, I'm like, all right, cool. It's yeah. like is this going to get me to that North star of like husband being awesome? Like for me, for sure, because I'm expanding a network of really cool people yeah. and I get an opportunity to come on these and I learn from you as much as like you might learn from me. And so every time that I get uncomfortable, I've grown from that. Like coaching con 2022, wildly uncomfortable came out and had the biggest like six months of my life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I go back into coaching con this year and have another great experience a lot of really cool people but then there's people on that stage you know that are doing really well like you know stephanie and jared Mm -hmm. and i had them in my group and like i met stephanie at coaching con last year and the conversation we had from last year to this year was totally different but then she said what's up to me at the social i'm like oh cool like i didn't know like once you make this much money you still know everybody that you knew before like you know you recognize me so like that gave me confidence in front of this group of other people like oh my gosh you know stephanie she was just on stage and like yeah she's awesome and like and so that again like that gave me another connection like oh i love mm-hmm. being in this room mm-hmm. this is like intoxicating like i love this confidence level so now every time someone has an opportunity to like you know talk to them or grow i'm like i'm all in if it's like other shit that kind of doesn't point me in that same direction it's an easy no no thanks like i'm good like i've turned down so many coffee like dates like with people like oh you want to mind if i pick your brain i want to get coffee with you i'm like i don't like i just no you want like i'll call you you want to spend like 10 minutes on the phone like we can talk i'm not gonna be an asshole but like i don't want to drive you know 20 30 minutes 
there and then back and then get coffee and like have that awkward thing like are you gonna buy it for me like i'm already in line i'm gonna buy it for you <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing um, i just avoid some of those oh. situations i only get coffee with people that are really like all right you're really adding value to me and again it sounds selfish but like maybe it's because i'm selfish that i'm finally happy and i think that the people that are benefiting from me being selfish are my wife and my kids mm-hmm. totally okay if it's like my high school and my my friends from like high school like you're not my North star anymore. Like I don't need to impress anybody. And man, it's, it's, it's just really lightning to do everything for me based off of like what I want to accomplish. And if you want to help me, like I got a spot for you in the driver's seat. If you don't, there's a spot in the trunk, like, cool. Like you're not, <laughs> me, but, but you're definitely not guiding me. You're not giving me input on where I need to go in my life. Like, but I, so I got like people, you know, I'm driving and I got people in the passenger seat, back seat. And then I got people in the trunk and then maybe there's some people like, fuck, they're, you know, miles behind me. I just left them on the side of the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that's, that's so funny. And like, it, it's ironic. Cause I, I ask myself that same question, like every time in life, like, Hey, is this providing the life for Catherine and I, that I want us to have? Um, because like I grew up single parent household, like didn't have a lot of money to our name. Like both of Catherine's parents worked in the education field. We both know there's no money in that field, really. So like they they made ends meet, but like they didn't live the comfortable life that I want Catherine to have. And like, that's one question I'm, I'm always asking myself is my action that I'm currently taking, giving Catherine the life that I want her to have. And, and like, yeah, I truly believe that whenever you can dial in your why and whenever you can actually like, like you said, make it crystal clear, laser focus like you, you have it in your sights and like it's never leaving your sights like i truly believe your life becomes a whole lot easier and like i i could go down a whole different rabbit hole with like mo- like motivation and bullshit but like i tell people all the time like you don't need mo- motivation you, you need to know what your why is yeah oh man that that is huge i always tell people like too like getting married was hands down the single best decision in my life because it took everything off the plate before that because mm-hmm. like you're you know you're getting married you're vetting you're literally vetting someone for the rest of your life yeah. like hey how do you respond in this situation like what's it like when you go out to eat like what are you you know and you have these like question marks in your life so like for you to you know i'm making the decision i'm marrying this person like two deaths to us part like we're together now now i don't have to worry about any other female on this planet besides my wife my sister and my you know my mother right mm-hmm. like keep it real simple like if you know if you're in that category of people that I really value when it comes to like, you know, female, like, cool. I don't, if you're not, I don't give a shit about what your agenda is. Like I'm not on board. Mm-hmm. I'm just like saying no to like literally everything else. And those just gave me more clarity because up until that point, I was like, I don't know, maybe this person, like, maybe there's somebody else, maybe there's someone better. And that's why I, like, I would fuck up in the past because like, I would just not know. And I didn't have that clarity. So I, like, you know, best decision ever I got married, like love my wife. Um, I wish that somebody like the form, like today's Ryan would have go like slapped. So I met my wife when I was 18. Be like, dude, she's the fucking one. Stop thinking like, just marry her today. If she said yes, you know? Um, and I would have saved myself like probably five to seven years of like these question marks that just really like, you know, didn't get me to where I ultimately wanted to be. So, you know, getting married, one decision made everything else easier after that. Going all in on myself, made this one decision. And everything was like clear, like had my North star, like had kids now, like my North star is just clear and like simple. So I think a lot of people just spend so much time in the, what if like, 
for coaching, I have this conversation like every day. Well, what if I, you know, invest in coaching and I don't get my result? Well, why wouldn't you get your result? Let's talk about that. Oh, because like you can't be dedicated to a program. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. All right, cool. We're going to answer X, Y, Z. You have all those. Like what else? What else do you need to like be successful? Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's just that question mark. But the second that people like, all right, yes, I'm in. Well, now we can start working. But like, you know, it's the same thing with like dating. You're like kind of dating during like the thing. You're like, I don't know if this is what's right for me. And I'm not here to convince you what if it is or it isn't. I'm here to convince you to make a decision. You can either decide and here's a door where like you have an opportunity to grow, become that best version of yourself. Or you have this other door where you decide not to go with coaching. And I can't guarantee anything over there because I'm not in charge over there. Mm -hmm. But if you pull the trigger and you work with us, I can guarantee that you're going to be moving in the right direction. That's right. it. I can guarantee results because I can't cook the food. I can't do the workouts for you. I can't do any of that shit. But I can guarantee I'm going to give you the best direction based off of you and what you need. And that's like what is just, you just have to decide, is it cool if we go move forward or not? Totally are fine with me. You know, you're the one that's got to sleep and like live in the body that you just told me for 20 minutes how unhappy you are. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I think that's just like, all right, we're making this decision to move forward. Everything else before this, like we got to fix, you know, all these things during coaching, but it's uh, it's what's super easy for me to kind of like talk about because I value it so much, right? Yeah. Hard lines, like hard dates. I said yes on this date. Cool. Now every other female that ever wants to talk to me or date me or have any other misintention besides to lose weight and become the best version of self, mm -hmm. out the door. I don't have to talk to you. I'm done. <laughs> like I'm off. Like I love you know. Like, I'm married. <laughs> there you go, man. And then it's it's simple. Like you're never like tempted anymore. But like in dieting, you're constantly tempted because you're just being marketed to towards twenty four seven. You open up your phone. You're talking about Ozempic and Octavia and Weight Watchers doing this thing and Jenny Craig closing. So like that opens the door to try this thing. And man, you've been having your toe dipped into each one of these pools for twenty years, ten years, a, a decade of you trying shit out. Like man, why don't you stop trying everything and just go all in at one thing? And that one thing, if it happens to like you know support your lifestyle, you made the right decision. If not, you're gonna learn from that. You spent like six months and now you know exactly what not to do. Right. Right. And I think it was like Brad Lee's like talking to um like a homeless guy. Like people think like you're wasting time talking to that homeless guy. Like, well, I need to know exactly what not to do so I don't end up like him. And I'm like, right. that's that's amazing. Like, you know, don't <laughs> shut off perspective from everybody. That's right. That's right, dude. And oftentimes I feel like people, they are afraid to ask themselves, hey, what would happen if I didn't quit? What would happen if I didn't give up? And a, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people, they, they get concerned with the fact, well, what, what if I hired this coach, sign up for, the, for this program, and I don't see results? Nobody's coming to take your car. Nobody's coming to take all of your money out of your bank account. Nobody's coming to take your kids. Nobody's coming to, like, take your home away from you. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like a lot of people, they, they make the idea of something not working more extravagant than what it is mm -hmm. and I, and i really feel like that's what holds a lot of people back is because yeah. they truly think well shit what if i join this program i don't see the results what's going to happen i i told somebody once before if you join a program and don't see results it's not like you the world is going to come to an end like truly like it the world will not come to an end if the coach is a good coach they're going to say cool 
I see you really didn't see the results at the end of the program, either. Hey, here's your money back or, Hey, we're going to continue working until you do see the results. Yeah. And, and I feel, feel like a lot of people, they just, they automatically attach the end of the world with not getting the outcome that they want. Yeah. Oh, I had something I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I, no, there's so many things that just like come to mind. And I was just like, it, it's that, that what if mm. that keeps people so stuck. They, they did a study on like anxiety mm-hmm. and people who experience anxiety. And it was like a long-term study. Um, but they asked people like, what are you most anxious about? Like what causes it? And I think they would just re-interview them every like five years. And they'd ask them if that event happened or whatever. And they found out over like this 40 or 50 year period that whatever scared people the most of what they were most anxious about, it only happened to like five to 10% of them. And then when they asked the five to 10% of people of what they were most anxious about, what it was like to go through that, like only 1% of them said that it was as bad as they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is like, oh, so like you're extremely anxious about this thing that might never happen to you, probably won't ever happen to you. And if it does happen to you, it's probably not going to be as bad as you thought. Cool. So like now we know like anxiety is stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I get anxiety is a real thing, but like what you stress and put pressure on is 99% in your head. Yeah. Like, why are you putting so much pressure on this program? If you show up, you do the work, you're going to get a result. Like you, I've never worked with anyone that got absolutely nothing out of working together. Right. And the only time that, you know, there's one situation that comes to mind is from the second she was doubtful from the second. She's like, I don't know if this is the right thing, but like, but let's try. And I should have heard that as a signal. I'm like, all right, you're not ready. And I should have just shut it down right there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't because I was like a young coach. I'm like, I can help anybody. Um, but you can't help anyone that doesn't want to get help. That's right. right. They're, they're going to like look for every excuse not to follow through. And I was, you know, talking to this person, I was like, what could we do today? Because, you know, you don't move, you eat at a restaurant every day, you sleep like shit, and you're super stressed about your family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you want to attack? Like first, and she's like, I can't do anything. I'm overwhelmed with everything. And, you know, my job as a coach in my eyes is like, all right, we need to simplify something to make it so easy. You feel stupid not doing it. So I'm like, all right, could you drink water? And she couldn't, she couldn't get past 40 ounces of water in the first month she was so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and i was like i now's not the best time for coaching yeah i don't like that and that's it like i'll be here ready when you want to yeah. but you can't i can't make anybody want to change well man that's a sign of a good coach honestly and um kind of kind of to touch on what, what you said about anxiety in the study where it was shown like hey that situation wasn't as bad as what you thought it was to be whenever it did occur to you mike tyson once said that fear is something that the mind makes up. And I know Mike Tyson is a outlandish character <laughs> to quote, but I truly like, I, I could see that. Like I could truly see that fear is something the mind makes up because yeah. truly, like I remember the first time stepping on a bodybuilding stage, I was scared shitless. Like I was anxious as shit, but I got up there and once I got off, I was like, fuck, can can we go again? Like it just, yeah. it was, Reminded me of like a roller coaster that you were terrified of as a little kid. Like they strapped you on, you were shaking like a leaf. And then once the ride started, you're like, holy fuck, this is fun. Yeah. I think that's always like another way. It's just, you need to reframe how you look at it. Mm-hmm. So if you go of like anxiety is this debilitating thing that stops me in my tracks compared to like, all right, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel anxious because I feel anxious. It's a good thing. Yeah. And when it actually happens, it's going to be amazing. Well, that's like, that's tying that dopamine to hard work. 
you know, like when you, there's like research out there now that exercise might be the best thing for mental health, which I can't believe it took like our lifetime to come up with this research out here that exercise is beneficial for other reasons than just exercise, but it's the dopamine and the serotonin effects from putting in hard work previously and compared to just like medications that kind of give it to you. And, you know, if you listen to Mike Miller, he's got so many podcasts about the, the dopamine and the human and like that serotonin relationship. Um, but when you tie it to work, man, that's exciting. Then that's good. That's some like good stuff. And that's like the addictive properties that I think people need to find mm-hmm. when like, they start eating right and they start taking care of themselves and they start like not undervaluing walks. Like I used to be that coach. I'm like, Hey, do you exercise right now? And they're like, well, I go for walks. I'm like, you don't exercise. That's cute. You old man. Like, no, it's like walks. I like, I tell like my most intense athletes, I'm like, get your walks in, like, go, yeah. go spend some time. So like, you know, we live in Wisconsin. I live 10 minutes from uh, Lake Michigan. Mm. I go down to Lake Michigan just to be around that huge body of water because man, that just like fills my cup. Mm. And like when I was my leanest and my most toned, quote unquote, I was fucking walking every day. Mm. And I was, I was using it to just step away from my computer, from my business, um, and spend time to just be in my own head with like my own thoughts and not have like an agenda for 20 minutes. And I think that alone is so valuable when it comes to like stress and cortisol and all those other like, you know scientific benefits of it um but yeah what you value you know when you're talking about anxiety and the roller coaster i'm like cool that fear is there but then man when you're done that's amazing like you have you like you know what fun is you know what these feelings really feel like uh jamie fox said one time he's like he always talks to his kids like what's on the other side of fear and he said nothing and i never really got that quote and so you actually like di- start to dissect it's like all right well like wh- what does he mean by that like what's he's like what's the point of being afraid like if fear stops you from ever achieving it, well, then that's what's on the other side of it. But if you're like, well, what's the point of being afraid? Oh shit. Like you can open up a whole world to new possibilities. And like, like that just, that shit gives me the chills. So I'm like, if I, if I figure this out at 34, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to try to teach that to my kids at three so right. that they can go, you know, experiencing all these things like, Hey, yeah, buddy, I know like you're right now, you're afraid of the slide. It's a big slide, but look at that kid. That kid's bigger than you. Like you could be more, you know, having fun like him, you want to try that? Yeah. And like, so you're, you're you know, I want to have these conversations every day. Hey, you, like, you don't have to, I'm never going to like, Hey, go jump out of a plane today. But I'm like, <laughs> if you want, if you want, if you're interested in it, I'm going to do everything in my power to get you to yeah. accomplish that goal. And it's like those conversations, like it's getting out of your head and into life that I think is like the most valuable thing that you can do for any kid. So if I can coach a, a parent to do that for themselves and then, you know, it's going to relate to their kid, like, you know, one, one life could just affect so many more, man, dude, you, you, your kids are just going, going to be like straight badasses. We'll see. We'll like, see. Like I feel it. I feel it. They're, they're, they're just going to be like the confident motherfuckers, like walking down the hallway. Like nobody wants to mess with them. <laughs> Not like me. No, it's like the exact opposite of me, you know, like, cause I don't want them to deal with the, the anxieties and stress that I, I put on myself. Yeah. Like I, I think that stress and anxiety is like, it just handcuffs you. I always joke. So like I have Wells, he's my three-year-old and then Lincoln's my one-year-old mm-hmm. and Wells is a, like, I don't even want this to be a, like recorded. So maybe edit this out, but um, I was, he's, he's a mama's boy, like a hundred percent. Like he loves his mom. He'll like, go, Hey, like last night we were going to bed. And I'm like, good night, buddy. Love you. He's like, I love mama more. I'm like, <laughs> Thanks buddy. Um, but, but I always have this thing. of like, all right, like Wells is going to be like my experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your first one always is. And I always joke like, you know, he's going to be on that field because the kid's athletic at a three-year-old. Like, hopefully he sticks with it. 
again, if he wants to go other routes, like, I'm totally okay with that. I've already had that conversation with my wife. Like, if he doesn't want to play football, I'm going to be okay with it. Um, but my kid Lincoln, he's just a stone cold one year old badass. Where like, Wells is going to go down and like the fourth quarter of the game, Lincoln's going to step over him, take over his role, and just like knock it out of the park. So that's like my my running joke that oh, when my man. kids are in high school, they're just going to be you know badasses. But oh man, for sure, Lincoln. <laughs> dude now now all i can imagine is your one-year-old like jumping off the back of a like a sofa doing like an elbow drop on dude. somebody <laughs> yeah we, i i gotta tone it back i get pretty excited we do wrestling mm-hmm. and this shit cracks me up so like i like i have my wrestling stance like from high school so yeah. like I, my three-year-old comes up to me he's also like you want to wrestle and he puts all his hair <laughs> and i'm like oh yes i do want to wrestle and he but he doesn't shut it off so i'll be like laying on the couch like watching tv or whatever and he'll just complete like jump on me so like just because i think it's relevant i had that procedure so i can no longer have kids anymore and going through that healing he was wrestling so like just me flinching like it caused so much pain and i did that shit for like three months uh because he was in his peak wrestling career and i couldn't say no to him so like you know you're not supposed to do anything for like you know weeks or whatever um my recovery from that took forever because i (laughs) taught my kid how to like you know run and jump and like have no fear so you can imagine make sure you make that timing appropriate when you when you're ready if you go through that route oh god great advice <laughs> great advice well ryan dude this was fantastic um thank you for joining us uh before you go where can everybody find you on social media yeah the easiest place to find me is on instagram probably it's v at the underscore coach murphy uh, and then on Facebook, Ryan Murphy, and then I got a group. It's called Energy and Weight Loss Secrets for Busy Parents because that's my main uh, where I help people. I'm actually like, super excited. I got a webinar launching tomorrow night, and then I'm going to. So this will probably drop after the fact, but doing some challenges. Um, man, right now my group is having some fun. Like, I love it. I'm having so much fun being in there every day, getting people the help they need for free. Um, so again, like I send out everything hundred percent for free. And if you feel like coaching or work with me is what you want, I always have that conversation, but the underscore coach Murphy on Instagram, you're probably not going to like it just because like Michael, you know, he calls out some people, he says things straightforward. Um, but I, I love what I, what I love about the NCI community and Jason, what he does is that everything is coming from the best intention. Mm-hmm. Like you're never going to hear anything from an NCI like qualified coach that is going to make you unhealthy or unsatisfied with like your results, right? Like everything is coming from a place of our goal is literally to help everybody. His whole his whole thing is impact over everything, mm-hmm. and you know he's got this billion life goal, and I'm like, man, just being part of that really humbles me personally, and I think that's what's really cool about it. you know if you get to experience working with Michael or anyone with the NCI team is you're going to get someone that's going to make you healthier and happier with yourself. Wholeheartedly believe that. For sure. For sure. Awesome plug for, for NCI, Jason, we'll, we'll send you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ryan, thanks for joining Uh, guys. If you check the description, you will find links and uh, handles to all of his social media accounts. Cause if you're anything like me, I hate having to go, from one screen to the next, trying to make sure I spelt something right. I'd much rather just copy and paste it and get what I need. Um, so all of Ryan's social media stuff will be in the description, as will mine. Um, but yeah, 
Ryan, thanks once again for joining us. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for being a part of the Next Level Experience. Yo, welcome to the other side. Major shout out to Ryan for joining me on today's podcast episode. I highly appreciate his time and I just highly appreciate him. Um, He had me on in his Facebook group the other week and that was a fun time as well. So I always enjoy connecting with Ryan and I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as well. Like I said in the intro, talking with Ryan Anytime I talk to him, I can just tell the passion that he has for his boys. I can tell the passion that he has for his family. He he truly loves his family, and his family means everything to him. And every time I talk to him, I just become more and more excited to be a dad. Uh, I get more and more excited to marry, marry my best friend in a few short months here. And I really, truly feel like there needs to be more people out there like Ryan who his health and his nutritional goals aren't so much – he wants to look a certain way or he wants to perform a certain way in the gym as he wants to be that good role model for his kids. He wants to be able to be around for his boys. He wants to be able to set the standard for his boys. And one thing that I talk about a lot, whenever two people come together and they create their own family, they're truly creating a circle. And the cool thing about that is they get to decide who is in on that circle. They get to decide who doesn't get to come inside that circle. They get to decide the morals, the values, the ethics, basically the standard that is followed within that circle. And I tell you what, this Ryan has a great standard set for his boys. And I am so excited to watch his boys grow from afar and truly see who they become one day. And I will say this, they have an amazing human being. They have an amazing father. And Ryan, just keep on impacting the world like you are, my friend. If you guys want to connect with Ryan or myself, go to the description below. All of our social media links will be found there. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, like I, like I tell you guys all the time, I don't run ads. I don't sell my shit on here. So if you don't mind, please leave this podcast a rating. It really helps getting the episodes out there. It really helps spreading the good word. And it's just a way that you can impact society for the better instead of for the worse today. And I hope you guys have a phenomenal day wherever you are in the world. Keep crushing your goals and keep being the badasses that I know you are. Have a great day.